Smartcast. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's Missing the Point. It's a very special Missing the Point uh, as the collectively here on the podcast, we're all very upset that the football season's over. So to just juice the teat of, uh, of the sport of, of American football a little bit more, I have a uh, the entire cast of Missing the Point here to do a fun little uh, draft show. We, across the four of us, myself, Rayshawn Buchanan, Mike Marcangelo, Robert Kelly, we're all here. We have three teams that we that we are fans of in the NFL. I'm a Bears fan, Bobby's a Cowboys fan, and Ray and Mike are Pats fans. I mean, this is a New England-centric podcast, so obviously we have more than one of those. But I got all these fucking reprobates together to sort of do an all-time draft. See, see who's got the best all-time franchise is essentially what we're going for here. So what we're going to do is we're going to go through our rosters. Uh, I did give everybody a list of the positions we're going to fill, and it's... It's it would be too many men on the field, but it wouldn't be a full blown 53 man roster, which Mike and Ray put together. So I had to have them cut <laughs> some stuff down. Um, they got really into the game um, as Pat's fans. We did have a little bit of an issue with them uh, recording some of our uh, of our lists. Me and Bobby had yeah. to, you know, to, to put out some some decoy lists uh, to make sure that they didn't know about who we were going to put there ahead of time. But Mike was outside my window with a video camera. I have to assume that's why I hope I fucking hope that's why. But, uh, you know, since we're here, all jokes aside, I'm going to I'm going to go through and I'm going to tell you who I think the best guy in each position for the Chicago Bears all time is. Mike and Ray as a team, because they're Pats fans, they obviously had to stack the deck. There's two of them as a team. They're going to uh, they're going to do the same thing. And so is Bobby. And we're going to at the end sort of talk about who's got the best team. We're going to chat about it as we go. We're going to, you know, delve into football history here. We're going to where you might learn some stuff along the way. There's there's a lot of uh, a lot to be said for the eras gone by. And I do hope that future generations can treat the football we watched as we enter into our middle age with the same respect that I hope we're going to treat the uh, the bygone eras of football now. So <laughs> moving right into it. Uh, I'm going to tell everybody the positions just to start sort of start this whole thing off. Uh, we are going to name GMs, head coaches, quarterback. You can name a fullback if you want. You want to move that out to a secondary tight end. That's fine. A couple of running backs, a couple of wide receivers, an offensive line, a defensive line, linebackers, uh, secondary, cornerbacks, uh, safeties. And we're also going to do kicker, punter, and kick and punt return man. 
So uh, you'll sort of get it as we go, guys. It's uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. It seemed like everybody had a lot of fun building their teams. Is that is that true? It seems like you guys were having oh, a yeah. good time actually building oh, this yeah. roster. It does remind me, I had this book when I was a kid called NFL Greatest, and it was like a, a picture book sort of describing all the best players who had ever played in the NFL, and I used it to make an all-Madden team. And it was a lot of fun, you know, making the guys look like how they how they looked. And and uh, I feel like that's kind of what we're doing here, you know, as grown grown adult men. Um, but let's get right into it. Uh, I'll start off with the Bears. I'm going to do head coach, uh, head coach, GM and offense. And then I'll hand it off to one of you guys, depending on how it goes. We're just going to sort of move right right along. And I'm going to just just since I, I put the format of the show together, I'll go first just to sort of show you guys how I, I envisioned it as far as like time on each position, et cetera, et cetera. So without further ado, my GM is a man named Jim Finks. He, uh, if you don't know who that is, he was also the GM for the Minnesota Vikings. But when he was the GM for the Chicago Bears, he built none other than the 1985 Bears team. Uh, he came in in the 70s. His first act as a GM was to draft a young man as second overall pick behind the Patriots, uh, funny enough, second overall pick that year, 1975, a young Walter Payton, who will, I, you know, spoiler alert, also be coming up on my list a little bit later. He built the entire 85 Bears uh, defense, which in my opinion is the best single season defense in the history of the NFL. Uh, I'm a little biased, but that is what I think. I think it's the best defense to ever feature in a Super Bowl. That's for sure. Super Bowl 20. And Jim Finks was, uh, he was an emotional guy. He was, uh, he was, he was a, a wonderful GM. He did rage quit the team because George Hallis appointed Mike Dick as the head coach without talking to him. And, you know, obviously he took Jim Finks' team on to, to uh, do a Super Bowl shuffle and, and, and win a championship against the Patriots by a lot of points. Uh, but Jim Finks, yeah, I think he's our best ever GM. I'm hoping that Ryan pulls uh, pips him and, and builds the current uh, generation of, of, of Chicago Bears maybe in his image, but very similar story. He came in with a, a, a lackluster Bears team. We hadn't had a winning season in about a decade. And uh, he went on to build uh, one of my favorite all, all-time teams. Moving right alone, my, my head coach might be a little weird. It's going to be George Hallis. He did everything on the Chicago Bears. I'm sure you guys have heard of him. He's Papa Bear. He's very famous. The, uh, the NFC Championship trophy is named after him, which is fucking ridiculous that the Packers get the Lombardi trophy and we get them. It's just stupid. But... Uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure Vince Lombardi hit his kids, but whatever. So the sign of the times, but uh, George Hallis, Papa Bear, he was a stud athlete. He was a Rose Bowl MVP. Uh, he played right field for the New York Yankees. The guy who replaced him on the New York Yankees was a man named Babe Ruth. A uh, little, little fun fact for you there. He was the first ever sole owner of the Chicago Bears. Uh, he won six championships as the Bears head coach. There's only ever been two Bears owners, him and his daughter. He definitely wins in the my dad could beat your dad up contest of my owner is definitely the best athlete that's ever owned a professional uh, sports team. Uh, well, I guess Michael Jordan did on a team. So let's just say NFL. But yeah, he was the Rose Bowl MVP. He's in the Rose Bowl Hall of Fame. He's in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Papa Bear George Hallis. Uh, he's 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 a big deal uh, if you're if you're a Chicago Bears fan. And he's our head coach because he had winning seasons every single time he coached the Bears. So and he also held the record for longest ever fumble recovery for a touchdown for 40 years, 49 years, uh, when he returned a 98-yard fumble for a touchdown when he was playing defensive end. So that's fun. Uh, my QB, you guys had speculation on who my QB was going to be. Uh, Ray seemed convinced it was going to be the 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 one-eyed man, the king, uh, Jim McMahon. No. I think, Mike, you said possibly Jay Cutler, and I think he yeah. does hold a lot of Bears records for, for passing. But no, it is going to be uh, a young Sid Luckman. 
the the greatest uh, quarterback of the 1940s, as we're errorless <laughs> wow. here. I mean, you can laugh, but what yeah, is but... his stats? <laughs> no, Let me tell I think you. It's just, a, it's just a delivery. It's just a delivery. Nothing yeah, no, yeah, it's great. I love it. I love uh, it. Yeah. Sid Luckman, in, a, in an era where, you know, they didn't really throw the ball, holds the number one touchdown percentage still to this day. Uh, passes thrown that were touchdowns. Uh, seven point nine percent of his passes were touchdowns. For for relevance, Patrick Mahomes is about six point one percent. So yeah, they passed the ball a lot more, but he threw a shitload of fucking TDs. He was NFL MVP one year, and he is tied with like six other guys, I think, for uh, most TDs in a single game when he threw seven touchdowns. So Sid Luckman, one of the best to ever do it. Uh, yeah, was he? Did he have a leather helmet? Sure. But, uh, but, you know, we got to respect those bygone eras, I, I have to say. I, I, I love the guy. I was really enjoying uh, watching his highlights uh, as we, well, you know, hearing tell of his highlights, really. So moving right along, I am. I don't know if you are you guys, just to spoil a little bit ahead, are you guys going to play fullbacks? You guys have a fullback in your team? No. Oh, yeah. No fullback? All right. my Bobby's got a fullback. <laughs> love it. I'm going to put Bronco Nagurski in my team because he's a three-time NFL champion, four-time <laughs> first-team All-Pro. NFL rushing touchdowns leader for the 1932 season. His number is retired by the Chicago Bears. He's one of the, he's a, he was a consensus All-American in 29. First team All-Big Ten when he was, uh, when he was in college. He rushed for 2,778 yards, had 25 rushing touchdowns, 11 receiving touchdowns. Yes, it was a long time, but man, if you took Bronco Nagurski's picture and showed it to the world, they would tell you that man played fullback in the National Football League. He was, uh, I don't, you know, he was it's a time in the era where if you were playing fullback, you were also playing linebacker like it was high school or something. But uh, Bronco Nagurski is going to be my fullback. He's going to do a lot of blocking. He's 6'2", 230. He's going to do some good blocks for me. Obviously era relevant, but he's also able to run the ball. He's, he's a traditional fullback in every way. And he adds to the theme of what I was going for with this team, which is grit uh toughness and 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 things of that ilk and you know it's gonna be a lot of rubbing dirt in it and fucking spitting on the floor and running it out and i think my team's gonna be really hard to play when it when it comes to uh when it comes to toughness because i have the likes of bronco nagurski a fullback my running back one this might surprise a lot of people or it might not it's walter payton obviously he's the greatest bear of all time uh not a ton needs to be said about him i think he's I think he's the best running back to ever play the game. I think that m people could maybe disagree with me there, but I I think you'd have a hard time not putting him top five. Obviously, his life was tragically cut short, and his you know his career wasn't even really that long uh, in in retrospect. But again, running backs don't really play for that long in the NFL due to due to the wear and tear on their bodies. But it is a tragic story. There's an award named after him. I think he's the best bear to ever play the game. I think he's consensus best ever bear. I it's you, I never met someone who has a bad word to say about him that watched him play uh, or or knew the kind of guy he was. Uh, his kid seems like a cool guy. He's always around the man of the weird uh, man of the year award stuff. And there's nothing I can say about Walter Payne that hasn't already been said. So everybody knows who he is. He's my running back one. My ground game is going to be fucking lethal, especially with uh, old City Luckman handing the ball off. We're going to give him a real <laughs> uniform, so don't worry about that. Uh, I'm going to give him a real helmet, maybe one of the revolution helmets. Who knows? It'll fuck with him. We're going to have to tell him about civil rights, so that's going to be tough. But once we get him past that, <laughs> once we get him past that, he's going to play some great uh, he's going to he's going to play some great football with the Walter Payton. The there is a lot more black guys on his team than he was used to. I have to put that out there. Probably, probably uh, than he's ever met in his life. Probably than yeah. he ever met. In his yeah, 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 yeah. And you have to share a locker room. There's like a lot going on. So we have to talk to you through some stuff. 
But I think we can get him up to speed. I, I'd like to believe he'll that get he'll, he'll, he'll get along great with Jerry Jones. Well, you know, I, I don't know, Bobby, you kept oh. uh, you kept fading out. But when I was talking about my head coach, uh, Pop, Papa Bear, George House, he was Ooh. he was playing right field for the Yankees when your uh, when your owner was fucking, you know, yelling at little black girls just trying to go to school. So uh, <laughs> I'm already I'm already a little ahead of you. Uh, I didn't expect this show to go down this road, but like here. The I did. <laughs> you brought it there, bro. You brought um, it there. My, oh, my, RB, my God, my RB two just to uh, just <laughs> yeah. just to um, add, you know, add a little spice in, into it, a different different play style. It's going to be Gail Sayers. Uh, you know, I, I I wonder if at this point you guys are even surprised how good the team is so far. <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm sure you you were looking at the Chicago Bears saying. <laughs> I don't know who's he going to play at QB. Is it going to be One Eye Jim? Is it going to be fucking Jay Color? No, Sid Luckman. Sid Luckman and an amazing backfield. Walter <laughs> Payton and as and as the second running back, the man featured in the greatest movie ever made about football players. That's Brian's that's a stretch. Song. That's a stretch. You don't think Brian's song is the best movie ever made? Yeah, that mean that makes me think you haven't seen it. Have you seen it? Now's no, where you haven't seen it. Yeah, <laughs> Why don't you go fucking watch Brian's song and then come back to me in tears still, weeping openly, and tell me what's the greatest football movie ever made? Because it sure as shit doesn't fucking remember the Titans. Um, although, you know, that's a good one. No, sh- Shane Falco. Bro. Find the right, <laughs> well, remember the Titans hardly fucking solved racism, right? I mean, come <laughs> 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 on, um, but yeah, I mean, oh my god, Ryan's song aside, uh, Gail Sayers, NFL comeback player of the year in '69, offensive rookie of the year in '65, five time first team all pro, four time Pro Bowl, mm, led the league in rushing yards twice, uh, scoring leader once, 1960s all decade. Uh, the list goes on. Consensus all American when he played in Kansas, he's 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 that he's that dude, and I think my backfield's absolutely fucking stacked so far. I'm gonna tell you who my tight end is. You might have been surprised he wasn't the head coach because the man is in the Hall of Fame two times. Once as a head coach, Coach Ditka, and once as a tight end because he was also fucking savage at playing football. And if we're talking about rubbing dirt in it and fucking piss and vinegar and the toughest team we're going to talk about today in this weird hypothetical that I thought up, <laughs> I'm winning the toughness award with Mike Ditka. I just fucking am. The guy is going to be an on the, on the field leader. He's obviously one of my captains. Uh, he's got a great football brain. And again, Another guy that nothing that hasn't been said can be said here. Um, and he's still going strong. Fuck, they might put him in the Hall of Fame as an announcer at this point. He might he might do the uh, he might do the full trifecta. Uh, he might do the Tommy and just get in for three different reasons. Um, the man basically has his own office chair in the Hall of Fame. And it's fucking Mike Dickin. I won't hear a bad word about him. Greatest mustache in the history of the sport. Here we are. Great tight end. Let's see. This might surprise some people. I'm going super modern. Again, he might have a little trouble hooking up with Sid, Sid Luckman, but DJ Moore is actually going to be my uh, wide receiver one. I really want to playmaker on this team because obviously with the backfield that I have and you know some of the other offensive players you've heard about already, uh, I, we're, 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 we're working on the ground here. We're not, we're not an air raid team. We're, we're, we're the Chicago Bears. We're going to run the ball better than everybody else, and we're going to stop the run better than everybody else. And that's how we win. That's how we win games, and that's how we win titles. But DJ Moore, I think, uh, yeah, all you got to do is dump the ball off to him and he'll make a play. Uh, he might not be the best deep threat in the world due to his due to his stature, but we're moving within the we're, we're moving within the sticks here. That's that's how this team's playing. And I think DJ fits right in. We're going to need an option if we want to go long and we're going to need a guy who's going to be physical. I know some of the secondary guys you're, you guys are going to bring up 
are going to have trouble covering Brandon Marshall. We talked about it a little bit before we got on the show. Uh, an advocate for mental health, a guy that did, like you said, Mike, uh, went and got help when when his his brain was going frizzy on him. And I think one of the, as far as bottled talent goes, one of the most full bottles of talent that I've ever seen, a physical fucking specimen, and caught some passes from Jay Cutler that frankly had no business being thrown. So uh, <laughs> I do love me some, uh, I do love me some Brandon Marshall. I'm going to power through my offensive line because I love the guys. And it is, again, on the theme of toughness, grit, and running plays. We're going to move a lot on the, on the ground. We do have options, but we're going to have to push the ball. We're playing trench warfare here in, in the Bears all-time team. So I'm just going to power right through so we can get through to everybody. Not that I don't have a ton of respect for the offensive line. They're obviously very, uh, very important, but they are unsung heroes. So they're going to be used to this. Left guard's going to be Mark Bortz. Left tackle is going to be Jimbo Covert. He's a Hall of Famer. Center's going to be Olin Krutz, who you guys might remember. He played for the Bears for about 15 years. I think he was the best center in the league for about four of those years. Uh, and he's a, he, I think, should get into the Hall of Fame. But as we all know, centers don't really feature in that uh, all that often. It's, it's tough to get in. Let's see. My right tackle is going to be Keith Van Horn, not to be confused with the NBA player. There's a knee at the end, much <laughs> like my name. And uh, Revy Sori is going to be my right guard. It's really a trench warfare team. Uh, we're moving it really, really well on the ground. And that's my offense. That's my offense, my GM and my head coach. It's really, I'm going to kind of encourage the team as the owner. I'm going to encourage the team to play dirty. Uh, there's going to be thumbs <laughs> and eyes. There's, there's going uh, to be a lot of shit talking. And I want to make sure that if we don't win a game, although I don't really want to introduce that, if we don't win a game, half your fucking team is going to be real, real banged up on the way home. And when I tell you about my defense, guys, when I tell you about my defense, this offense is out there to supplement my defense, right? We are going to move on to another team before we, we talk about the, the all-time Bears defense, but I'm going to have trouble believing that you guys have a better all-time defense than I do, but we'll see. What will happen, though, is I, I want you, if you're coming to play my Bears team, that your physio room, your, your, your health care providers bring a lot of bandages and you might want to bring a psychiatrist because quite frankly, you're going to be upset leaving. I mean, even Sid Luckman's opinions alone are going to probably <laughs> fucking upset you on the, on the way out. We're going to play dirty. We're going to play mean. Uh, and we're going to move the fucking ball on you because we're the Chicago put, Bears. Put you in baby. a mental home. Yeah. <laughs> right, we're yeah. the fucking oh Chicago Bears, son. Uh, the monsters of the midway. George Hallis coached a team that beat the Washington Redskins. And yes, they were still called the Redskins back then. We're going to have to talk to Luckman about that too. He beat the Washington Redskins <laughs> 73 to nothing in 1940. And that team was known as the Monsters of the Midway. I think we might have a little repeat on our hands. The Monsters of the Midway are coming for you, boys. The New England Patriots, I would love to hear about your offense. And I think I can guess who's playing QB. Okay, so our uh, head coach, obviously, Bill Belichick. Your right? GM, I, Bill I Belichick. Say, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 fuck no. If they made, uh, G, if they made Bill Belichick the, G, the GM, the, all the players would just be like third round. Just picks wide receivers. Just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All uh, the wide receivers and, just fall from the list. I, we've uh, we've talked at nauseum about the uh, about Bill Belichick in this pod. So uh, the GM is going to be Bill Parcells. Bill Parcells Ooh. was not the GM for a very long time, but I just want to give you, uh, you guys a recap of his draft picks from 93, 94, 95, 96. 93, first overall pick, Drew Bledsoe. Eighth round, Troy Brown. 94 draft, Willie McGinnis. 95 draft, Ty Law, Curtis Martin. 96, Terry Glenn, Laurie Malloy, Teddy Bruschi. Some of those players you he will hear later. He built the first ever great Patriots <laughs> that you saw in your lifetime, the entire one. 
Can Bill Correct. work under him? Can Bill work under him again after all? He did. He after he did. all this time. Now that he's Bill Belichick, though, you know. Yeah, I think I I think you can because you know they they well, think you're hypothetical, Mike. So I fucking hope it's, so. it's, it's, it's our <laughs> hypothetical uh, for offense. Obviously, quarterback, the goat, Tom Brady. I don't think we need to talk anything more besides the fact that he won six Super Bowls with us, went to nine Super Bowls with us, uh, and set. I mean, that's good. That's, that's at the a, time the single season record for touchdowns in 2007 our rb1 curtis martin curtis martin is a forgotten about patriot i would i would say uh, you know especially all these all these young kids they, they don't know what he did in three seasons with us he rushed for th- uh, 3800 yards uh scored 37 touchdowns and averaged 4.3 yards per carry back in in the mid 90s when defense was the focal point this guy was electric. He was one of the top five running backs in the league for all the years that he played, but especially for, for his first three here with New England. Probably um, it wasn't Corey Dillon, I'll be honest with you. That's who I was our RB2 is Corey Dillon. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, for, uh, for all the things that he did in that 2004 season, breaking all of Curtis Martin's records, uh, he I mean, was... He broke all of the man's records, and he still has to play behind him. Is what you're telling me? Yeah. No, no Robert, yeah. no Robert Edwards, guys. No Robert Edwards. No, it's just the guy that tore an ACL on a fucking beach. No way. <laughs> and the beach game. Come on. Uh, wide receiver one, Randy Moss. If for no other reason than for the 2007 season when he broke Jerry Rice's all-time uh, record for uh, most touchdowns. Pretty I mean, good. you think about just think about this. He was here for three seasons, three full seasons, and then four other games. He caught 260 passes for almost 4,000 yards and 50 touchdowns. And, and he's got the guy throwing to him that, that he did that with. So that's something. Yep. Can I ask you, uh, and this isn't part of the game, and I'm just curious, if you had to pick a year to to have Tom Brady be your QB, like which Brady year would you pick? Uh, that's a great question. It's Honestly, um, it's, between, it's between 2010 or t- uh, 2007 for me. Because I was going to yeah. say, like, if it were me, like, it's I it's think his best ever yeah. year was 2007, right? But what, like, that had a lot to do with Moss, but Moss is on the fucking team. So it's fine. Right. Two, 2007 yeah. Brady was a man on a mission, though. Yeah. That dude, that dude was something else. Yeah. yeah but 2010 Brady won, I think he, he won league MVP that year, throwing to basically just Wes Welker. And, you, you know, that, think, that was the first what do you year think of Gronk. was the year where he had the most, like, experience and his arm hadn't fallen off at all yet like he could still throw the deep ball because like that falcon super bowl he was still like he still had an arm like he didn't he didn't resort to like strictly check downs you know or like 20 yards or less plays i think and that's like his most experienced year right that's why he's able to make that comeback because he knows the game so well by that point right so even 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 with the seattle super bowl too were like he was amazing. Well, I mean, you guys, you guys got handed that one. No, no, no. <laughs> but, but, I mean, but, but to be down 10, though, in the fourth, with that defense who had just beat Payne Manning 43 to 8 the year before. And I and I was like, that wasn't going to happen against us. Like, they may beat us, but I was like, we're not going to get beat by 30. That's not happening. So, he, you know, he came in there, you know, gets, gets the 10 in the fourth. Obviously, yes, you know, Pete Carroll, thank you. <laughs> You're a legend in New England just for that alone. Uh, so we appreciate you. I will also uh, say, uh, we've talked yeah, about that you know, Super Bowl a lot. Belichick did put out the goal line defense in that moment, and he did fuck yep. with Pete Carroll. I just was watching a doc about this recently, and he yep. did put out the goal line defense and fuck with Pete Carroll's like play calling. And like, it wasn't like the smartest thing in the world to do. Like, you could have just given it to Marshawn Lynch. Like, obviously, everybody knows that, but that goal line defense and like they had run, they had run rehearsals on that play, like in mm-hmm. practice. Exactly. So, right. 
yep. you know, I I will say like he deserves more credit than maybe he gets for winning that game. But anyway, sorry to have derailed it. I was just curious. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. So wide receiver two, Julian Edelman. Uh, I think when you talk about uh, all time clutch performances uh, by New England Patriot wide receivers, it, it's Jules. Uh, and you know, for that uh, Atlanta Falcons comeback, that that should not have been caught. Like he was draped by by three defenders, still caught it. Every big game from 2013 until he retired that we were ever in, he had the biggest catch, and he could do everything. He could go he could go over the middle. So you got Moss taking the top off the defense. You get Edelman over the middle, uh, and because we did not uh, choose a fullback. We picked the two greatest blocking tight ends and receiving tight ends in Patriot history. So uh, it's not it's not going to be a murderer's row. Don't worry, TK. Uh, tight end one. <laughs> gonna say uh, tight, t- t- <laughs> tight end one uh, is obviously Gronk. I mean Rob Gronkowski. Everyone, you know, Travis Kelsey is a great tight end. I still think he's the best but, tight end of all time. But like you said before, like in his prime, Gronk was a cheat code. You just could not stop him. He was one of the, uh, like I said, one of the best blocking tight ends. Uh, and then his predecessor, Ben Coates. Ben Coates, like that that connection from Ben Coates and Drew Bledsoe back in the early 90s, or in, in the mid-90s, was electric then. Can you imagine what it would be like if Tom Brady's now throwing him the ball and not some, you know, I used to love Drew, but Drew just stood in the pocket and, and, and got hit all the time. That's all he did was get sacked. Now you mm-hmm. got Brady, who has probably the best pocket awareness. Uh, in, oh, so in- you want to arm Brady with tight end, <clears throat> you know? Like the man knows. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. Can I ask you a couple yeah. of questions? And these aren't criticisms. I'm just curious as to your thought processes, like as you were making the team. Was Wes was Wes Welker considered over Julian Edelman, or was Julian Edelman always going to be a wide receiver one? Okay. And yeah. was Dion Branch considered as a wide receiver three before you took a second tight end? So for for me, yes, because obviously Branch was also clutch in the postseason for us. And he, he's had he's had been you know big moments even with his second stint here in New England he did really well he, he clearly was a Brady guy like Brady loved him like he took less money at some point uh, just to keep playing with Deion Branch but then Deion Branch got out to uh, Seattle so yeah he, he was he was in uh, recognition but like I said what, what Julian Edelman did in the postseason you know it, it, it's it's not really rivaled by many in this organization we did have an honorable mention at tight end we went we went to the old school with uh, Russ Francis someone I mean like he was he was. <clears throat> In, in that time with Jim Plunkett, and you know, uh, but he he just he wasn't better than you know Copes or did Dante uh, Stallworth come up at all at wide receiver? No, 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 no. He, 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 was, he was good here, but no, he wasn't someone that I mean, um, he was really fucking talented. No, no, he was on the pass, not on the pass, not on the pass. I get yeah. that, and that was one of the rules, yeah. but I mean, I would have I would have yeah. thought he might have come up even fleetingly in conversation. But would no. would you put him above Branch though? No, no. I I mean, my, yeah. if I, from no, what no. I from what I watch, you got Branch. You still got Givens that you could have put on that list yeah. too. You yeah. know, yeah. Patton. Right. So yeah. So it's like you know. Once again, you know. I mean, once again, I mean, if 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 Dave let us keep the fifty three man roster, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I mean, we all got stuff to do. <laughs> you know, so that we, we would have been fine, but. No, I don't even we, pick the full yeah. 53 in Madden, bro. I sim after like yeah. round 41. You know what I mean? Come yeah. on. Like, <laughs> oh, I make the full 53 in Madden. I'm like real yeah, concerned know. about my long snapper when I'm playing Madden. I'm like, fuck that, dude. I'm not trying to fuck anything up. But yeah. Right. I mean, yeah, I was just exactly. curious. Like, obviously, you know, we all grew up in New England. I wasn't a Pats fan, but I watched a lot of these guys play. So as I was, as I, as I was making my team, I was thinking about how, how it was going to go with your team. And I thought wide receiver might be a place coming into the show. I mean, I guess now that you've said it, it does make sense why the guys are there that are there. 
But I thought my receiver, wide receiver might have been a place where you might have had, you know, a couple guys in your heart that you really wanted to put in there. It might have been some points of contention. But why didn't Aaron Hernandez make the uh, tight end spot? I mean, he probably he might have been your best, second best, second best ever tight end. I'm sorry, he that dude was killing. I mean, I, 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 had, yeah. had had no, but I mean, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> had had he played, obviously, like cheap I, jokes, he, cheap he, jokes. Yeah, yeah, he absolutely would have been that, but. Right, you know, obviously, and it, it, it turned out that way, you know, for him. So, but yeah, no. that's crazy. But yeah, keep going, Mike. Also, given what what we expected to go up against uh, uh, by each of your squad's defense, I think we put together the best offensive line that we could ever put together. Uh, I ran the calculations myself by doing the best year that they each had and uh, sacks that they each allowed in that season. This offensive line would allow four sacks total. So at right guard, we have John Hanna. At right tackle, we have Matt Light. At center, we have Dan Copen, left guard Logan Mankins, and left tackle Bruce Armstrong. You're you're just not getting through that that, that line. Well, uh, my defense happen. is getting through that line. I think you. That's, to my me, defense you just, might be able to get to me. You too. just you just named the menu for my uh, defensive line. <laughs> what they're gonna fucking eat that day? But like that's fine. I mean, all good. I I actually there is no team whose offensive great offensive linemen over the course of uh of of the time I spent watching them were better than the New England Patriots. In fact, before Brady went on to win seven total, one of the things you could kind of lay at him for a few years when he had one or two was, I mean, the dude always has 10 fucking minutes in the pocket, right? Uh, I think it. I think a big part of the reason he was able, able to develop into the quarterback he was is because of the protection that he had. It was very strange to watch Mac Jones have zero fucking protection uh, in the pocket when it seemed to me like Bill Belichick was a, a proponent of giving his young QBs time. Maybe not Drew Bledsoe, like you said. Uh, the reason, you know, him getting sacked is the reason you had the best QB of all time play for your team. But that being said, yeah, I definitely totally agree that that is a fucking stacked offensive line. And I really can't wait for my defensive line to murder them. Anyway, sorry, go on. <laughs> that's, all, that's all we got. Oh, yeah, right. Sorry, I forgot. Yeah, that, that, Bobby's the 0 through 4 yeah, The 0-1 through 0-4 stretch for that O-line was... They were so fucking Matt Light. I mean, I think you know the Mike's line. That's Bill Belichick's line. Is, you you miss one hundred percent of the shots you don't take. Wayne Gretzky, Michael Scott. But you always say uh, you always say your best ability is your is your availability. And I think Matt Light was just always there for that for that stretch, right? Like he just he just right. played so many games in a position where you do get beat up, like consistently, yeah. consistently beat up. So. And and Logan Makins had the greatest return of any lineman ever. <laughs> That's seventy one. Yeah, yeah. I think I think Bill Bill had a lot of respect for the for the line for for O linemen. You know, I I think mm -hmm. that he he sort of built his teams again up until recently for whatever fucking reason. Yep. He but he always built his teams around the fact that he was going to get protection for his quarterback and he's going to yeah. push push the trenches uh, with his yeah. running backs. But I'm really excited to see uh, the Cowboys, Bob, because. I Me was too. obviously thinking about uh, what your team was going to look like. Apparently, before you talked to Mike and he told you like not to just put CD Lamb on there, but uh, <laughs> I thank God you guys spoke. But uh, but yeah, you are you are a Dallas Cowboys fan, and and there was eras where the Cowboys weren't Barnum and Bailey's fucking Ringling Circus. They were actually a legitimate uh, franchise that played decent football. Believe it or not, our younger listeners. So. Uh, and that being said, I was starting to think about Cowboys that could that could possibly litter your offense, and you you could build a pretty stacked fucking team. And luckily for you, you don't have to talk to your quarterback about race relations in America. So hit us with your GM, head coach, and your entire offense, if you please. Absolutely. Uh, so starting out GM, 
I, I think uh, probably one of the more underrated GMs of the Cowboys era, maybe all time, is my guy, Jimmy Johnson. Uh, I, I really thought about putting him as head coach. I thought you were going to put him as head coach. Is the, yeah, but he is the architect of that early 90s team. He started out with that Herschel Walker trade, the most lopsided trade in maybe sports history. So I feel like that automatically puts him a, as that top GM for me. The other obvious choice was fucking Jerry Jones. So let's be real here. Head coach, maybe, you know, top five head coach of all time, was the only coach of the Cowboys until Jimmy Johnson took the team over. And that is Mr. Cowboy, Tom Landry, with, with, with his nice fancy hat on the sideline. So Landry's going to be roaming the sidelines for us. Um, all-time great the other, joke. The other... All-time great joke is King of the Hill, the school that Bobby Hill goes to is Tom Landry Middle School. All-time great joke. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Top notch. Quarterback, guys, Don't I, had, I had a tough decision here, okay? He's going to uh, say it, Aikman, it's, and we're going to between... fucking savage him for it. That's what's going to happen here. Listen, listen. So it obviously is between Roger Staubach and Troy Aikman. Those are my two guys I'm choosing between. The reason I want to lean towards Aikman over Staubach is because of the type of offense that I'm going to be running. That's I just don't know if Staubach can, can adapt to the um, wide receiver talent and to the air raid offense that I plan on putting in. You know, I, I know Aikman necessarily didn't have that type of offense either, but I think he's more capable of being able to run this offense that we're going to have. So I am going to go Troy Aikman over Roger Staubach. I originally did have Staubach here, but I was sitting here and I was like, man, I just think Aikman, Aikman can run this offense a little better Mostly because I'm only carrying. If you got Jimmy Johnson in there, like, you know, they're old friends. You know, you, you want to keep the band together, right? Right. So. Exactly. Exactly. And so the reason, though, is because I'm only carrying one running back, and that is the all-time leading rusher in the NFL, Emmett Smith. I am leaving Tony Dorsett off, unfortunately, and there is a good reason for that. I'll, I'll get to that once we get to wide receivers. Then we have our fullback. The Moose, Daryl Johnson leading the way for Mr. Emmett Smith. When we do decide to run, we are going to have a power run game with the greatest, maybe the greatest fullback of all time, lead blocking for maybe one of the greatest running backs of all time. Then our wide receivers, guys, we're going with the 88 club up and down the board. So we have Michael Irvin, CeeDee Lamb, and Drew Pearson. All three of them running three wide receivers all day. Wait, 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 wait. I got to poke a giant hole in the. Who gets the jersey? They all wear it, bro. They're all wearing 88s across the board. All fucking. Your team's already stupid. You got got three guys wearing the same jersey. All three of them, baby. 88 club. Come on. This is all time Cowboys. We can't we can't change the eighty eight club, bro. I mean, you got three guys in the same jersey. Your fucking equipment manager's like, what are you talking about right now? Who's your equipment manager, by the way? Did you pick one? All right, sorry, go on. Eighty eighty-eights across the board, baby. Eight eights. I I can't think of a secondary that's gonna be able to stop them. We have legitimately two already Hall of Fame wide receivers. I thankfully did think of a secondary that's gonna be able to stop them. They're on my list right now. It's gonna be great. I I did it for you. No problem. We'll see, because even when it does get to a third down and five or six, we got Mr. Reliable, Jason Witten, who always picks up that first down for us every single time as our tight end. All right, so we got the 88 club, and then we got Mr. Reliable as as our tight end, getting all the first downs, bro. Offensive line, we have maybe a, a combo of two of the best offensive lines that football has ever seen. 
So our left tackle, Tyron Smith, who is just an all pro literally since I pretty much started watching the Cowboys. Our right tackle, throwing it back to the 90s, Mark Tooney. Left guard, Larry Allen. Again, throwing it back to the 90s. Great player. I love Larry Right Allen. guard, Zach Martin. And then center, maybe one of the best centers of all time, Travis Frederick. Yeah, your offense sucks, dude. I don't know how you guys are going to be able to stop this offense. You know what I I really do like so far about hearing about the the, the three offenses? I really like that we have the beginning, middle, and end, right? We have we have the the three bears of of offenses. I'm running the fuck out of the ball, right? I'm playing smash mouth football. Uh, Mike and Ray are playing sort of the the traditional Patriots check down 10-yard passes, like death by a thousand cuts sort of offense. And Bobby is throwing to the end zone every single fucking play. So fucking God. Um, I really like that. I really enjoy it. I think it's a really cool rock, paper, scissors that it and it illustrates the thing I was kind of trying to go for for this kind of game, right? Which is, and I do hope we turn this into a series where we we we've done our favorite teams now and we can go on and keep playing this game where we pick a different franchise and build all-time teams out of it. And oh yeah, let's, let's do it. Yeah, we sort of look back and you know. It's hard to do. It's easy to do your own team in certain ways because, you know, you obviously watched a lot of these guys play, but it's hard in the sense of like you can't be as ruthless and as cutthroat about it. And I had especially on the defensive side of the ball. I I just had a tough time not putting all my favorite guys in, even if they weren't necessarily the best. But the uh, what's really cool about, I think, these three offenses is there is a really sweet rock, paper, scissors element to it. And once we hear about the defenses, maybe we can talk about like what the matchups w- will look like when, you know, when we put these, these players on the field against each other. But I think, I think it's really cool to see essentially the DNA of the Patriots, the DNA of the bears and the DNA of the Cowboys sort of laid bare for us. Because if you want your team to be good now, I think you have to play the way your franchise is built. I don't think you can change your franchise identity. If you're a fan of, the Chicago Bears, the Dallas Cowboys, the New England Patriots. Now, if you know we do this again and one of us has to pick the Arizona Cardinals, it's like, you can change your identity. Don't worry. <laughs> you haven't fucking found one yet. Like, I think that will be revealed. I think if we do like an all-time Arizona Cardinals, you'll be like, oh, Jesus Christ. Like, they don't really have any sort of franchise, like, kind of, you know, moxie, right? And I think that's a really cool thing that I thought would be revealed when we did the show. And, and it kind of has been so far. Not so much on the offensive side of the ball for the bears but one now that we're we're moving on to the defensive side of the ball for the bears i've got a fucking lovely set of players to name you guys they really are just <laughs> oh they're just such a great crew of fucking motherfuckers i swear got really excited about this part of the whole thing so i'm gonna play the 46 defense it's gonna be a little bit of like um like a, an edited 46 defense in order to keep up with the sort of modern football that you guys are going to be playing against me. I'm only going to play one D tackle. Um, and that's because all my linebackers are so fucking fast and efficient that I don't necessarily <laughs> need to stop the run uh, on the line of scrimmage. So Richard Dent, Hall of Famer, very famous. Don't know if you guys have heard of him, but Richard Dent is my, uh, is my defensive tackle. He's going to be stopping the run. He's also a real, he was a DN. Uh, but I'm going to play him at nose tackle because he uh, was super fucking fast. And my game is all going to be about pressuring the quarterback. I'm just going to bring insane pressure on the quarterback every single time. Now, the rock to my scissors might be how good the Patriots offensive line is. We'll have to see when I build these three teams out in Madden and do Sims. But the 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 Richard Dent of it all, I had too many good edge rushers. I, I couldn't choose from all the all my edge rushers. Richard Dent is high up on the list of all time bears and I needed to get him in there. So he's going to be my my D tackle. 
Julius Peppers and Khalil Mack are going to be my edge rushers, which I am. I have to say, like, good fucking luck, guys. <laughs> like, I don't, I, I, I genuinely think that we should bring the police to the stadium because murder charges might actually come up, and nobody wants to see Tom Brady die. We might be cool with seeing Troy Aikman, but we, you know, nobody wants to see Tom Brady die. I mean, he's the goddamn goat. And I don't know. I mean, it depends on what era's rules we're playing here, but uh, they're going to try to hit him low. So I mean, Troy Aikman, <laughs> Troy Aikman was the Troy Aikman was the '90s version of Tua, by the way. So we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> he makes it out alive. I mean, man. it's it's you know your your offensive line is good. It's not as good as their offensive line. So I'm feeling pretty good coming after the the Cowboys QB right now. And it's not as if Troy Aikman was ever that mobile. So at least not against guys like that. So uh, I'm really excited for my edge rushers, but I'm even more excited for my linebackers. God damn, this is some fucking core linebackers. I'm going to play two middle linebackers, and those two guys are going to be none other than, I mean, you guessed one, Brian Erlacher, my all-time favorite bear. I think the best coverage linebacker in the history of the sport. He's a Hall of Famer as of recently, but he played fairly recently. He, he was first ballot. You guys seem to think I give a fuck about who he votes for. I don't. He's still my all-time favorite bear. Don't give a shit what he feels about fucking vaccines. Saw the man deliver some of my most fucking famous hits. Loved him. Scored a lot of touchdowns for the Bears, uh, believe it or not. He, he scored he scored a receiving touchdown on a play, uh, passed from my punter, who's also on my all-time team right here. And uh, he was fucking unbelievable. I mean, he was a great tackler. He had everything. He was a 99 in Madden pretty much every single year that he played. He was defensive rookie of the year when he got drafted. He he was unbelievable. I mean, he, he was in the conversation every single year uh, with Ray Lewis as the two best middle linebackers in the sport. So... I think it goes without saying that Brian Earl is my fucking middle linebacker, obviously. Bill George is going to play next to him. Bill George is the man, you may not have heard of him, but he's basically the man that invented the linebacker position. He stood up from the defensive line and decided that he would be better served playing coverage. He Obviously, it's error relative, but he essentially worked out the modern 4-3 defense and set records for interceptions and uh, forced fumbles that lasted for decades. So Bill George is going to play next to Brian Urlacher. These are guys that can break off into coverage. This is why I think I'm going to do okay against this Pats team that you guys have built, because I think that my guys are specially suited. It might be hard for me to pressure your QB because, yes, your offensive line is absurdly stacked. I can't even lie about that. I want to lie about it, but I can't. But it's really going to be hard for Tom Brady to find the angles that he wants to find and the seams that he wants to find with the linebackers that I have. They're all coverage guys. They're all fast as fuck. If you do try to run the ball on me, I hope you don't, Bobby, because you only brought one guy and you, you, there's no <laughs> substitutions. My other linebackers are coming for him. Dick Butkus, you may have heard of him. He uh, famously, uh, the, the the Cincinnati Bengals, I think it was, or the Cleveland, or the Cleveland, Baltimore, what was, the, what was it? Baltimore Colts? Baltimore Colts? Yeah, 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 yeah. Baltimore. The Baltimore Colts, I believe it was, were uh, on the bus on the way home after they played the Bears one, uh, one season. And Butkus hurt them so fucking badly even though his right arm was broken, when they got rear-ended by a semi-truck, everybody stopped for a second. And at the same time, they all said, Butkus? Uh, so that's a man who haunts your fucking dreams. Again, another wonderful fucking mustache. Uh, another tough, gritty, fucking dirt-in-your-eye motherfucker to just, ah, it's just going to be so unpleasant to play against my team. Just so fucking unpleasant. His job is going to be to stop the run, but I'll, honestly, he was pretty fast side to side for his era too. And on the other side, Mike Singletary is going to take up uh, take up that position. Obviously, a member of the greatest defense ever to grace a postseason in the 1985 Bears. Mike Singletary went on to be, I think, a little bit of an underrated coach. I don't I don't think he got as, enough credit as a coach that he maybe deserved. I think 
I think his mistake in his coaching career was trying to be a head coach a little bit too fast. I think he would have uh, been better served by being a defensive coordinator for longer and maybe staying in the college game for a little bit longer. And then, you know, once people hear your name enough times in head coaching conversations and you, they don't hire you um, or you have a bad season with the 49ers or whatever it is, it, it, it's tough. You know, there's a lot of competition. But as a linebacker, pretty, pretty universally one of the best open field tacklers to ever play the game. And I really want, and this is true of the current Bears team, and it's something I saw the Patriots do really, really well for a long time. You got to finish your tackles on my team. You got to be able to make solo tackles on my team. No bullshit arm tackles. Nobody, nobody gets by you, right? So we're going to win the trench warfare battle. You've seen the, you've seen the linebackers. Obviously, it's Peanut Tillman is going to be my first, uh, my first uh, quarterback off the board. Just a turnover machine. I think he basically invented punching the ball out in the most effective way possible. Uh, everybody does the Peanut Tillman now. Yeah, he was undersized, but man, I mean, you never noticed it when he played uh, the game. Part of that amazing 2006 Bears defense that couldn't get it done. I mean, it was Peyton Manning's year. It still breaks my heart. I love that defense. And I was very, he was one of the first names I put on the board. Everybody remembers Peanut. Everybody likes Peanut. He's universally liked, but they're not going to like him when he plays on this Bears team because we're going to be mean to you guys. Leslie Frazier, you might know him from coaching. He's going to be my my second uh, cornerback. He was his career was cut short by injury, but he had an amazing year in 1985. He led the team in interceptions that year. A knee injury that maybe in the modern era you could recover from, but once he got that, he got it in Super Bowl 20 uh, is when he got that knee injury and he never played again. So he was an unbelievable corner. He always he put up ball hawk numbers in the 80s that would be wonderful now. They would be unbelievable ball hawk numbers now. I think he's a good coach. Uh, you see him knocking around different teams from time to time, but he was a great corner, and he's going to be my my corner too. Uh, covering all you motherfuckers. And actually, he's pretty well suited to cover a, uh, a a Julian Edelman type. You know, he was just very good at like sort of reading the game and he could sag off players and sort of, you know, make make commitments and, and, and intercept the ball late. He's really good at hiding the secondary, which not a lot of guys were in that era. That's like a sort of a more modern modern thing with everybody being fucking enormous. You can sort of hide. So enjoying Leslie Frazier as my uh, as my CB2. Maybe controversial call if Bears fans are listening to this. My free safety is going to be Mike Brown, who also played on that 2006 Bears team. I don't know if you guys remember him. He's a he's a hard hitter. He's not necessarily a ball hawk, but he man did he fucking lay down. Just oh, he was definitely a ball hawk. He's quite. I mean, he 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 had he, he had a surprisingly low amount of interceptions. If when you actually look at his stats, I mm-hmm. also thought he actually caught more interceptions than he did. Funny enough that you say that, Ray. When I looked at him, I was like. Like the 06 season, which is his best season for tackles, he had zero interceptions, funny enough. Mm-hmm. But I think that's because of the way we played and what we sort of asked him to do. It was a very pressure-heavy defense, and he was a lot of times the last line of defense. He yeah. was he, he could cover the he could cover the field really well. Ray, I actually did you had actually mentioned Mike Brown before. I didn't know you were a fan yeah. of his coming into this. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was fucking hard hitter, man. Like he was a really, really, really hard hitter. And I just don't want anybody to be able to move the ball on us on the ground. I think that I want that to be our identity. And that's why I put him there. And Gary Fenchik is going to be my uh, is going to be my strong safety. I, again, another thing, another guy that nothing hasn't been said about about Fenchik that you know no, no, I can't think of anything to say about him that people haven't already said. But he was the captain of the defense in the 1985 Super Bowl. He was a two time Pro Bowler, Super Bowl champion, obviously first team All Pro a few times. 38 interceptions in his career, uh, 13 fumble recoveries, couple sacks, even though he was a even though he was a fucking safety. And he was a member of uh, the the secondary that were nicknamed the Hitmen, which I really genuinely believe is a cool as fuck nickname for uh, for a, a small uh, subset of the field. Again, the defense is just mean. You know, they're mean. They're they're gritty. Uh, they're gonna hurt you. And I just want to make sure whoever wins, 
you guys are going to want to play each other more than you play me because I just want it to hurt. You know, I just really, really want it to hurt. I want it to be old school fucking football. I want it to be hard headed. And I'm, I want at least one of my defensive players to get ejected from the game. So <laughs> if that being all that being said, I, I think I built a hard nose and really tough all time bears defense. I think that it's a franchise known for their defense, maybe not in recent seasons, but all time, the bears D and fun fact, uh, scientific fact, actually, 75% of the earth, they say, is covered by water, but the rest is covered by this Bears defense. So uh, have fun. Try to try to move the ball on the ground. I, I fucking dare you. And as far as throwing the ball goes, I really hope that uh, Troy Aikman and Tom Brady can release that ball very quickly because I'm coming for that head. So I there's there's three people I could think about that you didn't name that I was like, I, I couldn't believe wasn't on there. Lance Briggs. Um, he he was well, yeah, he was Briggs, my, Briggs, he was my first yeah, honorable mention yeah, off the off I'm the that Briggs. Last, that, that's wild to me. Yeah, Brick Briggs next to Erlacher. I mean, we saw what they did. That, that it was amazing. Yeah, but I don't uh, I don't need him. I don't need him if I got Mike Singletary. <laughs> I, I I got you. And then R. W. McCorders. Yeah, very one. good. Next to uh, Tillman, and then and the fridge. <laughs> I got the fridge. I mean, I got the fridge, bro. Here's the thing about the fridge, guys. I hate. You don't want him stealing touchdowns from Walter. I love it. I do. I genuinely do love it. But he he was a little bit of a personality hire. He was a wonderful player, but as far as like, I only had one D tackle. First off, and I'm gonna even as a fullback. Could have as a fullback. I got Bronco. (laughs) Bronco's famous. Everybody knows Bronco. I mean, I'm just I'm trying to build an identity of a team here in the fridge. Quite frankly, he's bringing too many jokes to the fucking locker room. You know, this is a serious team full of mean motherfuckers. You know, I don't know if he's going to blend. I genuinely don't. He's he's too jovial. And as far as like him scoring touchdowns, relief, bro. Huh? You need some comic relief, though. I think it's going to be Sid Luckman talking to literally anyone. <laughs> I think that's really a comic relief. I really do. Oh my god! I mean, Christ! Like, just think about the poor catering staff. If there's any women on it, it's gonna, it's gonna be tough. He's gonna oh be pitching asses and fucking winking all the way to the fucking Super Bowl. Who knows? I mean, he might be really progressive. I don't coach. know. I don't know his political views genuinely. But uh, it was the 1940s. I, you know, I don't know. But the man oh was a, the man served his country in the Navy. Right? That's all I'm saying. Uh, he, he was, it was oh. a big deal, but yeah, as I far think... as the refrigerator Perry goes, of course, I love the refrigerator Perry. I love Will Perry. Uh, every Bears fan does, but I just don't think he skill wise. I just don't think he makes the team, but I do see what you're saying. Yeah. Okay, uh, I think you're, you're going to be very, you're going to be very surprised by the defense that, that Ray has put together. Oh, wait, should I tell you my uh, special teams now, or should we just go, should we go one more round? We'll go one more round. Why not? Okay. Go yeah. for it. Pats. Yeah. So, uh, defense, listen, uh, this is sticking to what we talked about with the identity of the team. Um, obviously, those feel like, you know, the identity of the team uh, when they won the first three was centered around the defense. So uh, we definitely have a good mix of the past, the present. Well, not really. It, most of it is the past. It's not really anybody that was in, <laughs> uh, and, and that's on the current team now. But uh, so I'll just go in order. So left end, Richard Seymour, you know, sixth pick in the 2001 draft. And the dude was lethal really from day one and was an intricate part of uh, that that D line was so, oh, always enjoy seeing him play. He was very disruptive from from the beginning and really felt like a glove uh, from day one in Bills and Bills defense. Uh, next is uh, the guy who I thought I was going to be because he was you know we were both big and that's Vince Wolfork. Uh, yeah, I thought that he, you know him in the middle. I mean he's probably he he's got to be top three or four most athletic defensive tackles really that I've ever seen. Really nice guy. I chatted to him briefly at the 08 Celtics parade. 
really really oh, nice yeah? Yeah, 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 yeah 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 so yeah, it was super being super cool, cool to all the fans yeah. i just have to shout that out because he was he was yeah. patient and talked yeah. to everybody so i love boone's yeah. work yeah no he i mean just once again disruption up the middle uh had good enough hands that if he was around the ball he he, he could catch it and, and and run it back for a few yards and yeah it was just was just always it was just durable right like he you know bill belichick always talked about your best ability your best ability is your availability and that's he actually was always mike's bill first. belichick quote yes come uh, on Get get around, dude. <laughs> uh, well, he he was always out there, and you know, so that that was that was always good uh, to see for his his ten years here in New England. Uh, next, uh, someone that was on I think the O three and O four team, Ted Washington, who was just a man, in in in, in, in the middle. Um, Damn, I remember yeah, Big Ted, yeah, bro. Yeah, big, yeah, Ted, big Ted, let's big, go. Yeah, big, big big nine, big nine too. So, you know, he 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 did his thing in in, in the middle, and uh, was huge for us in, in that in that early dynasty. Uh, run before us getting uh, Wolf Fork, so he was awesome. Uh, then to finish out the line, uh, he's probably the most famous Patriot before uh, getting getting Brady, and that's Andre Tippett. He was on that eighty that eighty five team that got demolished by uh, Chicago, but you know he wow. you know he was he was a big part of the reason why they were there at at at, at that time. So he 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 obviously had to make uh, this list. So now to the linebacker core, uh, as as Mike brought up earlier in the show. Uh, one of Parcells' uh, guys, Willie McGinnis, uh, fourth pick in the 94 draft. Dude made, you know, play after play after play. You know, the one that stands out was the goal line stand in Indianapolis, you know, on on a two-yard line to, 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 to save that game. After faking an injury. You say it again? After faking an injury to get a time. Right, after faking an injury, yeah. So, <laughs> hey, you know, hey, by, by any means necessary, right? Uh, <laughs> you know, so, yeah, he, he, was, he, was, he was the guy. Oh, we always enjoy seeing him uh, out there going crazy. Uh, one of the next guy is one of my personal favorite pitchers of all time, and that's Dante Hightower. You know, when they were looking for who was going to be the next leader of linebackers after Brewski and McGinnis and all those guys left, Dante Hightower stepped right in, uh, was the captain of the team, was someone who uh, manned that defense, uh, was very instrumental in the Atlanta uh, comeback. So, you know, he he definitely had to make that list. And then, uh, last but not least, on the on the linebacker side, it's Teddy Bruschi, right? Teddy Bruschi, once again, not, not the Parcel guy, but was there for 13 years. Did his thing, obviously fought some health battles, came back, did his thing, was comeback player of the year, and once again was just a very smart player. Was always at the right spot at the at at the right time. So, but this this next, last but not least, this is my favorite part of the defense. I think our secondary might be the best of. The thing, once again, collectively, not there's 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 some individuals that's brought up that are better, but just collectively. So, see, quarterback one, Ty Law. They changed rules because of this man. Uh, Mar <laughs> Marvin Harrison and Reggie Wade were, home, were going home crying because they were so fucking physical with them. So overrated. Um, I, yeah, sure, three time champ. You know, <laughs> you know, fact, got opinion. <laughs> so, but uh, Ty Ty Law, amazing. Um, you know, he, this this guy was a mercenary here. He was just here for one season, but Darrell Revis was. Amazing here in, in his one year here. So it was a Super, Super Bowl 49 uh, champ. But, you know, Bill recognized the need, brought over Revis from Tampa Bay, and the rest was history. Um, he didn't then, come from the Jets? No. No, he was in Tampa Bay for one year, then he came to us. I didn't know that. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, we're, we're, we're very informative here. So we yeah. learned about Bronco, and we learned about, you know, Tampa Bay to, to what the Bronco. trying to do here. trying to do here. You know? And then uh, at free safety, Devin McCourty. Uh, once again, you know, that 2010 draft was very instrumental uh, to help building the second dynasty here. And uh, McCourty was at the forefront of that. 
you know, came on as a part returner, then, you know, was a corner, did everything on that defense that Bill Axton would do and, you know, made, made big play after big play. And then uh, as strong safety, you know, one of the hardest hitters, you know, talk about how Mike Brown was, but Rodney Harrison was a guy that would clean your clock every single time. Heron um, Sharper. Don't, don't. One of the hardest hitting safeties in the league. Yeah, that's right. You know, so uh, he he he, he would he would knock you out. Yeah, <laughs> oh, he would shit. knock you out if you're cool with that, right? <laughs> so yeah, that, that that rounds out the defense. So yeah, I, I think like I said once again, we we stick true to ourselves. Got the big linebackers, got the big linemen, and once again, we're gonna cover you. And we we may knock your ass out too. So I'm I'm, I'm very pleased with what we put together defensively. I have questions. Okay, I'm ready. I to ask answer. questions in the form of names. Okay. Uh, Junior Seau? No. Because, no, because not, not, not New England. Because of his Patriot time, no. Yeah. Mike Rabel? Honorable mentioned. He was on the 53-man roster. Gerard yep. Mayo? No. Honorable mention. No. Well, me, he me, he wasn't mention. that good. Brandon wow. Spikes? Yeah, he was. No, no also, he was, he, was a big, he was a big motherfucker. But Parker, like, yeah. He, yeah. Yeah, I think that's all Otis I got. Smith? I just have a little list here. Long, <laughs> Uh, how did no. over over Revis, though? Over Revis, Bobby? Yeah, I just want like, to, to Bucky, to, put, to Bucky Jones to put to put the one Revis year in perspective. He had seventy three targets on him that entire year. He let up twenty catches for an average quarterback rating of forty six point seven. Yeah, like he I mean, people just didn't go after him. <laughs> yeah. No, Revis is great. Uh, he was great. Yeah, I think his yeah. best ever year was not on the Patriots, but I think he was really good. Yeah. On the Patriots, so. Oh yeah. I mean, his his, his 09 year with New York. Yeah. Was, the the, the but, true Revis Island year didn't happen in New England, but he yeah. was awesome that year, and you guys did win yeah. a championship. So I'm not really going to argue that. But yeah, your secondary is really fucking good, actually. But all right, let's hear it, Bob. All right. So up and down this board, I, I couldn't believe this defense I was putting together. Man, it's just Hall right. of Famers up and down with with you a did, couple you did only pick modern though, day right? selections sure about in that? here. <laughs> Yeah, a hundred percent. Okay, cool. Let's make, so, sure. make it sure. Let's make it sure. The end. The man who turned the tide uh, of the NFC solely uh, in the early '90s by switching from 49ers to the Cowboys, and that would be Mr. Charles Haley at defensive end at the, 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 the defensive the tackle. Time. So just yeah, just a little uh, background here is we're actually going to be playing. Uh, a three three six. So I guess is that a nickel or a dime? It's a nickel, right? Uh, it depends. It depends where you're. If you have a third corner in there or not. It's the third corner. So yeah, yeah. that's nickel, yeah. right? Okay, yeah. yeah. It's a nickel. So so we're we're playing that nickel defense on you guys. We're gonna have lots of speed going. D tackle, uh, Mister. Don't touch the football himself. Leon Let shoring up that middle of that line again. One of all pro from that early '90s team. He is remembered for that one mistake for sure. But Leon Lett was a a fantastic the Bill Buckner of Dallas, tackle. for God's sake. He he really is, though. He really is. <laughs> Although that game didn't mean shit, by the way. Well, um, yeah, comparatively speaking. <laughs> yeah. At the other D end, one of the greatest D ends of all time. Uh, maybe the all-time sack leader if they had kept track of sacks the entire time he Isn't was playing. That such bullshit, dude. When I was fucking doing yeah. research for all my Bears guys, like they just they didn't start keeping track of sacks until like three for seasons. For so long, bro. It's fucking bullshit. Uh, like, how did you not know that that was an important fucking statistic for that long? They can go back. Apparently, they can go back and like build it out. But with the year, I was looking at it today because I was trying to look up sack numbers of some of my guys, and I was like, are you fucking serious? Like it was like the eighties <laughs> that they started tracking stacks. It's it is the eighties. Yeah. Um, like a real dereliction of duty. Sorry, go on. That's fine. 
Uh, and that would be Mr. Ed Tutal Jones uh, at the other DN position. Hey, then rush is almost over. as good as mine. That's, that's pretty impressive. Then, well, we're not done yet, my friend. We ain't done. Then we move over to our outside, left outside linebacker, recent Hall of Famer, one of the best pass rushers of all time, Mr. DeMarcus Ware. Up the middle, we He's have fine. one of the best middle linebackers of all time, also a tough motherfucker. He's bringing the toughness to this defense, and that would be Chuck Howley. He, he's from the, the, the great Cowboys of, of years past. Then at the other linebacker, Mr. Modern Day himself, number 11, Michael Parsons, rounding out from the this other year side because of the pass the, rush. Uh, uh, last year's Michael. Last year's Michael. <laughs> sure. Just checking. Um, <laughs> but, but so rounding out that pass rush, we got Demarcus on one side, Micah, and we got Haley and Ed Toothall Jones. Like, you guys are in some trouble there. Yeah, we're in trouble. Second the only guy with a rookie on his team, but that's fine. <laughs> He's not a rookie. You said you from just... last year he was a rookie last year. Yeah, that's fair. But he was one of the best rookies ever. Anyways. I'm just fucking with you. Go so then we got number 21, prime time himself. Of course. Deion Sanders at shutdown corner. Again, I thought you might have put him a kick the... returner. I genuinely thought you might have put him a kick returner. He was I got, I got, the second I got best someone ever. special for kick returner. Don't good. worry, I got someone special. So then we're going to play... Uh, like I said, we're playing uh, those three corners. We have Everson Walls at the other corner. Uh, one of the greatest corners of all time. I believe he had the most interceptions uh, career-wise for a, a very long time. Then the guy with the most interceptions in a single season in Cowboys history, Trevon Diggs. Uh, he's playing our nickel, so he'll, he'll be coming in, you know, when, 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 we, need, when we need him. Bobby. You were hoping. Oh, no, no way. This is not good. I mean, come on. Go ahead. Get to, go ahead. Yeah. Get to, get to, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. This is unbelievable. <laughs> unbelievable. <laughs> I did. I did. I did what I thought. You, you don't look at me. You would go really well. And then. Go, go ahead. <laughs> What's go wrong on. with Diggs, bro? Come on. Come oh, on. Oh, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Keep going. Keep going. What? Well, uh, wait, 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 wait. Hang on. Hang on. Then at our free safety, we are moving him from corner and we are playing Mel Renfro. At free safety. And then we were playing Darren Woodson at strong safety. So so I know, you know, Diggs is in there as that third cover guy. But that's because we got Mel Renfro still. One of the best cover guys of all time. Uh, showing up that free safety spot for us. So, so yeah, man, like, I mean, no, I, go no ahead. Come, come, come on, man. No deal, Sanders. No, 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 no. He, he said pipe time. I did have Dion, bro. Dion's my one. I was freaking out. And I was like, you, you, I'm like, there's no way. But, Come on. I, it should, but I had, uh, because his oh. outrage was uh, not real, I just wanted to let you know that two of your linchpins in there uh, of your defense have been proven to not show up in the big games. And that's Micah Parsons and Trayvon Diggs. So, like, yeah, you're good. But they have, they have, they have Hall of Famers who are proven yeah. to show up in these moments surrounding that. Okay. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure that they'll be yeah. okay yeah, well, given the I situation. I mean, you, it's your, it's your own hypothetical. This is like, Bobby, what would you do with a million dollars? That's like you being like, I would invest it in safe IRAs. Like, that's just like, it's your own hypothetical. Like, do something like fucking really digs. Like, hold on a second. Tell me your corners and your safety together. How is digs? How is digs not the risk you want? A because he's been playing for three fucking seasons, and you have entire cowboy for careers to choose from. That's for that's first of all. Tell me, tell me your corners again. Tell me your corners and your safeties again. Just name so them. So we have Deion Sanders, Everson Walls, Trevon Diggs, Mel Renfro, Darren Woodson, uh, and that's it. 
where is Cliff Stan? Where's Cliff Harris? Where's where's Terrence Newman? Harris, Harris Newman, Newman bro. Where's Harris Newman? Where's Newman? Oh, wow. So much better than Terrence. Where's Newman? Roy Williams? Yo, where's Roy Williams? You guys, you guys understand that Trevon Diggs has the most interceptions in a two-year career in a two-year span in Cowboys history. He also it's not like he isn't there in your, listen, in if, your you can, if you can pick Ted Ted Washington played for the Patriots for two fucking seasons. All right, two fucking seasons. No, I, right. I know. It's so you just can sit here and say, "Oh, oh you know." No, for me, no, I, 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 I can listen. Here, DJ like, Moore, DJ playing. Moore's been on the Bears for yeah. one fucking year, bro. That's enough. <laughs> so you guys can sit here. I just, I just had the dig. The no, 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 that, that, he had, fine. he had the most interceptions. It's, it's difficult in for me to believe. It's difficult for me to believe. Year. It's difficult for me to believe that you couldn't go and find. I mean, just off the top of my head, those are guys I get to go. But there's difficult for me to believe you couldn't find better guys than fucking Trayvon Diggs to play in your secondary. That's that seems crazy. I just wanted him on my fucking team. So one, right. one, if I want one, Trayvon Diggs on my team, I can put him on my team. Got you. No, of course. One, one guy. One guy I did think about <laughs> though too, because unless you named him and I missed it, because I'm, I'm, I guess apparently I'm becoming deaf. Um, <laughs> is is what 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 about Hollywood Henderson? Does it get does it get love on here? He's he's from the seventies. Played with Dorsett and them guys. He was a linebacker. He's googling him right now. I don't remember him. I was the, I was the linebacker was really core was, was real good. Listen, the linebacker core is all about the speed and the pass rush, my friend. Did you and put how Darren Woodson in with, with the with the tough? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Darren Woodson. Yeah, Darren Woodson was, was he was real good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yep. at least primetime made it in there. Um, yeah. <laughs> Yes. I don't know how either you guys way. can just be hating on this just because of no, 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 no. I'm not, I'm like, not, I'm not, I'm not hating on it. I'm bro, not hating on it. He had one of the me... best seasons a quarterback's ever had. No, no, no. Yeah. I'm not ever hating had. on it. I don't think Literally. he's a bad. I don't think he's a bad corner. I just think that in that same season, he he racked up those interceptions, and then I watched him get cooked for like an entire half of a season. But that was just me watching it with my eyes and brain. But like that's but fine. that's as a but that's as a corner one. He's our he's our nickel now, so all he's going to be doing. You is don't even have any reference there, of him he... playing nickel corner. <laughs> like, <laughs> but, but it doesn't matter. You're guessing it that he can play that position. You put, him, you put him in this situation, bro, and it's going to work. No, I, no. I can see. I can see the theory. I, I can see the theory. Can we all you just give agree. him? You give him the opportunity. You tell him, see ball, get ball. You don't got to cover. You you know what I mean. Every once in a while, you do, but you're not the lockdown guy. You ball hawk days. That's all you do. So become so become Jerome all day. I so think yeah, I think every time long, every time you give him a piece of zone coverage, Tom Brady and Randy Moss are just gonna drool. <laughs> like I just think I just think Randy Moss is just gonna fucking destroy him every single goddamn time. Look, I don't know. Maybe I be on. Maybe Randy I've Moss. never really he's not, rated. He's never gonna cover Randy Moss. Deion no, Sanders. No, they're, they're gonna Randy get. They're gonna get. Day. They're gonna get Moss switched on him. That's why Moss was so fucking good on the Patriots, dude. They always got him in positions where guys that. Yeah, but you also him. remember, I have like seven defensive backs, so we can just cover Moss all over the and fucking. Nobody could ever cover Moss. There's a reason. Why, there's why a reason I've thought all the cover Randy Moss when no one was ever able to ever. Wait, he, he, he's gonna do what he did to. That's why I have so he's many goddamn defensive backs. <laughs> no, no, reason I, I have honestly, so many. I think, okay, I think my issue with it is I really do I think my it. issue with it is like I don't. I think it's a me problem with with Diggs <laughs> and with the way that I bought into that Cowboys team over the last couple of years and him being sort of the face of that defense folding to me. I think is like why. Why I have an issue with it? Like I'm like, you can't get a better third corner than fucking Trayvon Diggs. Did you guys never draft any corners? Anyway, it doesn't matter. That's just my opinion. I'm sure it's not even you know objectively correct. I think we can all agree that Bobby has the worst defense of the three of us. Can we all? 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he might. He might. Okay. I, I think okay. you have a better offense than me. Okay. I, I genuinely believe you have a better offense than me. Maybe not on the ground, but I think, I think your defense is three all time. I think I'm. I think now we're going to talk now about matchups. I'd rather play your all time Cowboys team than the all time Patriots team that they mentioned personally. Just from a just from a the way I built my team. I'm not saying it's a bad team by any stretch. Uh, kickers, punters, team special teams. Team. Oh fuck! I, of course, I forgot about the most important part of my team. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gentlemen. Because uh, without this, your team's not winning. <laughs> like, like, literally, your best weapon. <laughs> literally, <laughs> that's not true. Walter Payton's my best weapon. He's one of the best true. running backs of all time. But you're right. Of course, oh, yeah. second best weapon. <laughs> of course, you have to mention uh, Robbie Gould. Robbie Gold is going to be my kicker. Just so you guys know, so, Mr. Mm-hmm. Consistency. Uh, watched him kick for a long time. You know, he can kick a 60-yarder, but he'll consistently make your your 35-pluses. He was clutch. He played. He had crazy good longevity. Uh, Brad Maynard is my punter. I don't know if you guys remember him. I just I yep. picked him because he was my he was my punter for that that great uh, mid-2000s Bears special teams and, and defense that we had. He threw, a, he threw a touchdown pass to Brian Urlacher, which is one of my fondest memories as a, uh, as a Bears fan. He had a, a lot of trick plays, actually, and he was a really, really good punter. His, I actually have his punting stats pulled up. They're like, kind of weirdly impressive he was an all pro a few times he played for the giants the bears the texans the browns but he played for the longest for the for the bears he has fifty six thousand punting yards which is uh which is really high up on the time list which is pretty uh, impressive if you ask me he kicked a 75 yard punt once which is pretty good and uh and he was a real good coffin corner guy so special teams are going to be a big part of my of my team obviously because the only two teams, and Bobby, I don't mean to shit on the Cowboys. I think it's a very good Cowboys team. But the only two teams in this draft that have the definitive best ever player at their position are the New England Patriots with their quarterback, Tom Brady, obviously, and the definitive best kick and punt returner in the history of the sport to the point where they had to, if we're talking about changing fucking rules, they purposely fucking changed the rules so Devin Hester couldn't cook teams anymore. Well, it, I, I will say, to give credit, Dion is the best corner ever. So he does have a guy that is better than everybody else. Dion is not, he is the best corner ever. It just, it's not, <laughs> there is no debate for that. I think opinion. that he's the best athlete to ever play cornerback. I think that, mm-hmm. that, I think that that's true. I think that it would be a different show, but I think we could maybe argue, we could maybe make some arguments for us, some other pure cornerbacks in that position. Mm-hmm. I think he's probably the best athlete yeah. to play cornerback, though. That's fair enough. That's fair that's enough. True. I'll give you that one. But yeah. just so we don't go down a rabbit hole of arguing about that, because yeah. we spent so long talking about all people trade on digs. But uh, I just really did not see that. I did not have that one on my fucking bingo card. <laughs> but uh, anyway, Devin Hester, obviously he was Mr. Highlight. I don't know if you guys, I don't know what your experience was watching him uh, or how much of his uh, participation in, in that, especially that 06 season, kind of reached you as, as a kick returner. But uh, if you go and watch his highlights, they're still as entertaining to watch now as they were uh, to watch in real time. He returned the opening kick of a Super Bowl for a touchdown. He brought, essentially, he was so good at returning kicks that he got Rex Grossman to a Super Bowl. That's how good he was at returning <laughs> kicks. Um, that season, he returned he returned two kicks in that comeback win against the Cardinals, which resulted in that great, the Bears are who we thought they were, uh, soundbite. He, re- he was the first man to ever return a, a short field goal against the uh, against the the Giants, which is now in Bears history return uh, titled the no-no-go-go play because Bubby Smith was like, stay where you are, stay where you are. And then he took off and he, of course, he fucking ran it back. The collective world couldn't believe that uh, the, the Indianapolis Colts kicked it to him. In the, as, and they were, by the way, statistically the worst special teams uh, at, at mm-hmm. Stockton mm-hmm. on, on returns that year. 
And for some reason, they kicked his Devin Hester, the absolute fucking highlight reel that he was. Brian Urlacher was my favorite ever, ever bear uh, for, for obvious reasons. But I have such a deep, deep abiding love for Devin Hester that really can't be touched that I didn't even really remember until they, he was just this past inductee year uh, inducted into the Hall of Fame as a kick returner because uh, he was goddamn his hands were like fucking Orlando Jones's hands in the replacements he just could not fucking catch the ball <laughs> for the to, to save his life I wish Stickham wasn't illegal but he would have been one of the best wide receivers ever but what I always said about Devin Hester which I think may be controversial here I think he was the single best downhill runner in the history of the sport I think if you gave that guy 10 yards before he started getting the tackles attempted on him you were fucked. So I, I, it was more surprising to see him not return a punt or a kick for a touchdown than it was to see him uh, to see him actually do it. It was the most fun I ever had watching the Chicago Bears was when it was when he was on my team. So uh, good luck, everybody. Kick me the fucking ball. He's dynamic as fuck. And actually, I heard he's Sid Luckman's best friend on the team. So we're making progress. Great. Uh, <laughs> so your uh, special teams, guys, please. Yeah. So uh, we can't let it go. I would say respectively, uh, that's got to be a clip. I don't care. It's got to be a clip. We 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 can't we can't touch your your kick returner. Like, can I guess your happen. kick returner? Can I guess your 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 kick yeah. returner? Is it Troy Brown? Yes. Okay. It is. Yeah. It should be as it I, should. Got to be. Yeah. It's got to yeah. be Troy yeah. Brown. What like he's he never he was never gonna like he was never the Devin Hester. Obviously, like you that's your that's your secret weapon. Still but had that, some Troy Brown huge fucking returns though, especially yeah. when it met. When it mattered, especially that 0-1 game against the Steelers uh, in mm-hmm. the playoffs, like he what? he single-handedly turned the momentum of that game back into the Patriots' favor. He did that throughout the course of his returning career. We we knew that you were going to pick Devin Hester, and we uh, fully uh, uh, envisioned us playing you in, in this make-believe Super Bowl. So our punter, by the way, is going to be Tom Tupa. The reason that Tom Tupa is our punter is because during the course of his time with New England Patriots, no other kicker. Average uh, further distance and fewer returns. So he would just kick it far and out of bounds. So we're going to try and nullify Devin Hester on, on the punt. But you also mentioned like uh, we have the greatest of all time. Like uh, for quarterback, you have the uh, obviously the best running back that, that we listed. I uh, agree about Vinatieri, but I mean he also built half that greatest of all time in, in Indianapolis. Just putting that out there. Sure. But uh, I would I would argue that between 1996 and 2006. Uh, there was never. I mean, he hit the most. Cl- he hit the most clutch. That he, field goals that he missed. Goals. So yeah, I can't argue. So yeah, so yeah, maybe the best kick I've ever seen. Two, the two it, best this, kicks I've ever seen. Yeah, against Oakland in the snowball like that. There's just I. He and then it was, the, wait, the tight, Correct me. Correct me if I'm wrong. It was Carolina uh, uh, under, underrated kick too, though. Right, Carolina. Yeah. He had the winning kick and yep. And the Rams. And who was yeah. the other? Who was the, was the Rams? The third one. And theoretically, uh, no, it was the Rams the first one, Carolina the second one, and then the, the Eagles. We did win by three, but he didn't kick that that to win the game. We were already got it, got it. Got it. And that 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 Titans kick too. I was at that game, bro, and that was the coldest day I've ever experienced in my life. And he kicked like a forty-eight yard field goal in that temperature. And that sh- that that field goal, that ball must have been a goddamn rock that he was yep. kicking. If, That's it if was I so fucking speak, cold that day. Although how important Vinatieri was to the Patriots because the year after that they let him go and they drafted Goskowski in, in, in that Super Bowl against the Giants, Bill elected to not kick a 44-yard field goal and to punt it because they didn't trust his rookie kicker. If we'd still had Adam, who knows what would have happened. a pretty good kicker over the course yeah, of that, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, Goskowski yeah. actually ended up having, was actually more, ended up being more accurate than... Um, not more clutch, though. Yeah, not more clutch, yeah, but so... 
he he Drozkowski had his nice little run too, but it but it doesn't compare to what. Would it be Vinatieri fair to was. say that Vinatieri is the is the most clutch kicker in the history of the game? But, yes. but Tucker is the best. Yes, agreed. Yeah, like, yeah. I think he had a big. I think he has yeah. the biggest leg yeah. plus his longevity. Like I would take yep. Vinatieri if the game's on the line. Obviously, you'd be an idiot not to. But I think if you're looking to get like a weird circus like 64 yard kick through the fucking uprights, like Justin Tucker's probably your man, right? Yeah, hundred percent. So, I mean, at least there's some argument there. There's, you know, there's there's people out there in the world that might come on this podcast and say, no, it's Justin Tucker, blah, blah, blah. You kicked this far. You know, I, I still take Vinatieri. I was there, you know, so I'm biased. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, cool. I think your special team is pretty stacked. Bob? So, kicker, tough go for the Cowboys for kickers. It has been for a really fucking long time. Um, so, I got Dan Bailey. Dan Bailey's the, the most reliable guy I could think of off the top of my head. The only other you, one, you know, I, you, you could have Googled it. I mean, there wasn't no. I know, no, no, I know, but I, I was trying to think of them, and it was just, you know, Dan Bailey's the guy I had to go to. Hunter, this, this is kind of a special selection for me because of this lethal oh pass rush that you have over here, at DK. My punter is going to be a dude who doubled as a quarterback and a punter for his entire career, and that is Mr. Danny White, uh, who led the Cowboys to an NFC Championship game, but also made a couple Pro Bowls as a punter uh, during his career. So he will be my punter, backup quarterback as well. Uh, and then our kick returner will be a, hall a Olympic sprinter. I believe he won a silver or gold medal at some point. Uh, Bob, the bullet, Hayes, will be returning kicks for us. I couldn't okay, quite nice. fit him in okay. that, that 88 club, but we got him returning kicks. So it's we got kick some pretty it's solid bad. kick returners on our but board here, guys. The rules, the rules do fuck you when it comes to kick returners because obviously Dion would be returning your kicks if, it, if right. you were to put them in two different positions. Just, I just want to reiterate yeah. that only because I'm if anyone's screaming at their at their stereo right now at you, going like, "Why don't you just have Dion Sanders return the fucking kicks?" I'm like, "That's because we made the rule beforehand that you couldn't repeat." So, you know, I couldn't have Mike Dick be my tight end slash head coach. You know, you couldn't have Dion Sanders be your kick returner slash cornerback. It just it slash slash, slash, receiver. slash, slash also <laughs> yeah. goes and plays baseball on the weekend. The uh, you know fucking three point contest winner, whatever other fucking bullshit, right, crazy. to be like the best athlete that ever lived. But um, but yeah, just so everybody knows, I just wanted to interject that because uh, that would be the obvious choice, right? If if uh, if you could, if you yeah, obviously, obviously, three pretty stacked teams, guys. I I really enjoyed this exercise, and I want to talk about. I want to just do the rock paper scissors of the three teams. Obviously, we're all biased in the sense of like, I think my team would win. You think your team would win, whatever, but. Just just what I would love to do is I would like to have Mike and Ray talk about the challenges that their team is going to have against our teams. And then I'll do the same for both of yours. And then I'll have Bobby do the same. So we'll make it complimentary just to actually get the juices flowing on the conversation, because otherwise it's going to just be like, no, because I have fucking Tom Brady. And and that, that was a Rayshon impression. <laughs> by the way. Did I nail it? <laughs> just kidding. Uh, you know what I mean, though, right? I mean, it's like I, I just think we should say. <laughs> But just it's like in the part of the presidential debates where they say, like, can you say something nice about the under, other candidate? Right. But we'll start with uh, Ray and Mike. What, what do you guys think is going to be the trouble you have with both of both me and Bobby's teams? And and don't say Trayvon Diggs. Well, none, because I have fucking Tom Brady. But uh, <laughs> see, <laughs> no, nailed but, it. Uh, I do think because Brady, for a majority of his career, well, really all of his career was uh, stationary. So for you guys to have the guys you have up front. That's pretty fucking scary, honestly. Uh, <laughs> though, I mean, you know, there, there might be some some more sacks than than four allowed uh, that, that we talked about. So, and then obviously, you know, 
you know, Dion would be a problem. You know, seeing Peanuts Hillman on Edelman, maybe punching a ball. Seeing Randy Moss versus Deion Sanders in a one-on-one, it's like yeah, that, I mean, watering. I mean, you know, like, right? I mean, I mean, who wins we, that? We saw, we saw we saw Thanksgiving Day '98, and Randy Moss went to work, but uh, torched like, him. We're, we're talking torched about later, Dion. Yeah, torched prime to prime yeah, though, it's unreal. a different story, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. prime, prime, um, like '95, Dion though, '94. No, I, I feel yeah. you, but I mean, if man, hey, it was tough. Um. Good. We didn't get prime Randy. He, he was 30, 31 by the time he got to us. But yeah, but I think just, true. Just, yeah, I think just the, the the pass rush that both teams have, obviously, with you know Hester being who he was, even 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 Bob Hayes, like Bob Hayes in his day well, was 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 a was was a man of much boys. So I do think we would have to find a way to get a lot of points offensively, because if not, it could be a long night. I think uh TK's team. Uh, does a better job of negating what we what we have as strengths, right? Because it's going to be Brady's going to have like three seconds, maybe maybe three seconds to uh, to make three reads and and get rid of the ball because he's going to get killed. So that's going to take away either Gronk or Ben Coates because they're going to have to stay back to uh, stay back to block. Whereas who's going to be <laughs> right? Like whereas I think uh, the the running game uh, against the Cowboys, I, I think we could do pretty well. I, and I think, especially play action, especially with your boy Trayvon Diggs, who got cooked by Mac Jones, he'll get absolutely cooked by Tom Brady. So, I'm worried about the Bears, man. I, 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 I really am. And I, I think the offense, by the way, of of, of the Cowboys, is a little bit formidable, uh, more formidable than the, than than the Bears. Um, I think it would be hard for us to. Uh, I don't think it's going to be hard for us to stop Mr. Luckman and 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 his passing plus. That but, man. Saw the Second World War unfold. Okay, <laughs> right. But I think the, the interesting part about it is is that your team DK is definitely ground and pound, and I don't think Bobby's is. And I think I I, I think that his passing attack would would obviously give our uh, our corners a little bit more stress. Yeah, I think I would say of on Bobby's team, the thing that jumped out at me right away was if we don't get to Aikman which I, I have a feeling we could, but if we don't get to Aikman quickly, there's a possibility that with the weapons that, like Troy Aikman, I don't think was, you know, we've had this conversation, we had this conversation early on about Troy Aikman and, and the kind of quarterback that he was. Uh, the criticisms that you can really genuinely level at Troy Aikman when, he, when he's mentioned in the same breath is, you, you have these fights based on a conversation comparing him to other great quarterbacks, right? You're not comparing Troy Aikman to fucking Rex Grossman, right? You're you're comparing him to the other greats, and maybe he falls short if you're talking about a Tom Brady or a Peyton Manning or something. But the biggest criticism I always heard about Troy Aikman was he was a man kind of built by his weapons. And in this scenario, he's got so many fucking weapons to throw to. And I think the thing that would really worry me, and this is what I think the Bears' sort of entire identity is always built on. If we don't get to him, I think he he has a good chance of cooking us in the secondary. I think that would be the, the thing I would really worry about. I think we can stop their run. It doesn't seem like Bobby's team is really built on the run anyway, so I think they're fine with that. <laughs> um, but I think, yeah, I think Troy Aikman, if we can't, I don't I don't remember him being, and again, I mean, I was a child, but I don't remember him being easy to rattle, you know, like a, a big part of the a big part of pressure is affecting the QB's game when you don't get to him, right? Like just just knowing that, you know, and I think the same thing is true of Tom Brady. It's like even if we hit him four or five times. 
you're not going to be able to Russell Wilson him. You know what I mean? He's not going to shit himself right. in the pocket after you get to him. Like he's he's going to he's going to still stay there and he's going to he's going to still cook you if if you play any sort of zone against him. Um, really really difficult wide receivers. To, I would actually funny enough. Just based on how my Bears team is constituted, I think I would rather see your guys as wide receivers than Bobby's. Just based on how the team is built, because I have to put a ton of one on ones together, and I'd rather see Peen. I think Peanut Tillman could fucking shut down uh, Julian Edelman with his eyes closed, personally. So I think it's it's just perfect. I switch him on every single time. I think we can get some turnovers, but then again, Tom Brady's throwing him the fucking ball, right? So it's like, ah, <laughs> uh, Jesus Christ! I mean, my entire game is 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 sink or swim. Like, I'm either gonna beat you guys with with uh, either one of your teams scoring like 10 points or less, or you're going to put up fucking 40 points on my, on my team because I got to get to that QB, right? I'm I'm definitely stopping the run, but it doesn't seem how you guys are built. So yeah, I'm I'm definitely scared of your weapons. Both 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 sets of weapons are, are very difficult, I think, to deal with. As far as the defense goes, I, I would rather see Bobby's defense only because you guys have all those linebackers. Like, yeah, uh, you, you got, you have four linebackers I wouldn't want to see that you didn't even mention, right? And, Obviously, my whole team is built on trying to move the ball on the ground. And funny enough, the fucking 85 Patriots shut down Walter Payton in the Super Bowl. I mean, we still cooked you guys, but the entire game plan was like, just make sure Walter Payton doesn't fuck you up, right? So, And they did. They shut him down. That was their whole game plan, and it worked. He, he didn't even score a touchdown in that Super Bowl. So I think that would be really difficult to deal with. I think I think Bobby's edge rush is maybe wasted on my team because I, I'm not going to be throwing the ball all that much if I'm you know, 100% honest with you. <laughs> Um, so I think your edge rushers are going to be. I've got less hand rip it. Like I'll say, yeah. rip it down the field. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, my my quarterback has a leather helmet on, so uh, I I don't want to see him. Uh, I don't want to see him standing in the pocket for too long. But yeah, I I, oh I do God. think I have a, I have a great respect, honestly, a great respect for both sets of teams. It's a little difficult because, and I think Bobby, you maybe even feel this way too, is we watch so many of the guys that they mentioned. Like we watch so yeah. fucking many of the guys that we mentioned. Mainly because you can't really name any good Patriots prior to 2001, but it's because those guys were all fucking unbelievable, you know. And I and I have I have genuine game tape in my head of watching the Rodney Harrisons of the world, world of watching the Tom Brady's of the world, of watching the mm -hmm. West Walkers of, or the the Julian Edelman's of the world. Same same thing. So uh, you know, that being said, I I think I have this kind of built in reverence for this Patriots team, which I was expecting. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, that being said, yeah, I mean. Bobby, your your team sink or swim too. Like if if you're not if you're not putting up forty plus yard throws on every down, <laughs> I I don't know what you're doing. But I like it. You went all in, you know, and that's how you are. And I and that's what we love about you. So I have a, I have a great reverence and respect for both your teams. Honestly, I really enjoyed building my team because I I liked the DNA that I was able to put together on the team. But yeah, it's gonna it would those would be three really good games. Bob, I so I I. I think we'd struggle against the Bears. That's looking over these teams. It would either just because when you see every year in the NFL, it's just because Julio Mack and Julius Peppers. That's the biggest bro, thing. It's, everyone went like, "Holy shit!" <laughs> well, it's like, but like you said, bro, it's your offense versus our defense is like you have the power offense, and I got the finesse defense, and that's what we're going for. Because if I'm being honest, if I set my team up to beat anyone. It's the fucking Patriots. Yeah. That's for fucking <laughs> yeah. sure. That's what I was going I mean, for. Is it, we're I, trying I to beat. That might be the most entertaining game to watch. It would be the Pats versus the Cowboys all time because it's it's a throw fest, right? It, it's a modern day NFL game. Like it's it's a it's full on. There, there's going to be four handoffs across both teams <laughs> in, in that game. Yeah. So I, that would be a and, lot of fun, I think. 
Well, that's when it comes to Mike and Ray's team, man. That's 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 where I was at, man. And and the 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 big thing I think that we would struggle with with the Pats is obviously fucking Tom Brady. That's 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 what it comes <laughs> down to against that team, you know. Because I really think our offense would would be able to beat your guys' defense just because, like I said, we have the weapons. And if if push comes to shove, you guys decide to shut down all three of them, even though Bill's all about only shutting down one. Uh, you shut down all three of them. I still have Emma Smith in the backfield that we can technically still hand it off to with Moose leading the way. So, you know, yeah, that, that's that, that what's how to shut down. Right. Would be, and, and, but then, and, and, but then and we still got the 88 clubs on the outside. Yeah. So I think, I think well, the that, thing that about mean, it is like, I think the thing that you can see with that all time Patriots team, once it's laid out in front of you is it's mm-hmm. the scariest group for me on either side of the ball with the obviously exception of Brady. The scariest group is that linebacker core for the packs. That and I think, so that, I think that I think that the way that Bobby has his Dallas team set up, I'm not sure that the linebackers could impact the game as much as they're usually able to impact the game because of the kind of wide receivers that Bobby has. Because all their breaking routes are going to happen at the twenty the twenty yards away from the line of scrimmage. You know what I mean? Like Michael Irvin's not even taking well, a corner route until he's twenty yards away from the fucking line of scrimmage. So well, and it's like it's, even if. Even if you do focus on them too, that means all your corners and safeties are on the out, and then we still got Mr. Reliable Jason Witten that you could throw those ten yard down. I think what so, happen, you know, like I think, what would, I think what would happen though, and I think because I think the 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 X factor we're not talking about is that they have Belichick, and as far as like because they that just, is the X factor. They just Correct. they just mentioned that where it's like I think what they would do quite honestly, like you're saying, like oh they would just take it away by doing this. I don't think so. I think what they would do is they. I think you would see the Patriots offense on the field for like 80% of that game. That's what I think. Would happen. <laughs> I think Brady would just be like, I'm going to score a touchdown when I'm ready. Like I think, cause I saw him do that for years, you know, just years and years. Like I just like you say you, that's how the chiefs won a Super Bowl this year. And I think they took it from the, from the, the Patriots playbook where it's like Pat Mahomes is just on the field as long as he wants to be on the fucking field. You know what I mean? Like it, it those drives are 10, 15 fucking minutes long uh, of, of game time. And I think that's probably what they would do. I think he would just have Tom Brady beat you. And I think you'd probably have Tom Brady beat me too. <laughs> that's that's just the way it is. We, we're trying to kill him. That's the only difference. The Bears are just trying to murder Tom Brady. He'd probably just send one of his clones in, you know, right after that, uh, that, that he's been paying for for years. Or maybe he'd use some of the bones that he shaved off his jawline to, uh, to, to you know, inject Jesus. it right back in. Oh, my God. Um, yeah. Have him with him, yeah. But otherwise, I mean, it is difficult. And I, you know, I, I, it would, I mean, it's a, it's a yeah. closer three teams than I thought it was going to be, but it really is difficult to go against Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. But I, I'd, I'd like to, I mean, obviously, it's obviously hypothetical, which makes it so fun, but like, I would love to see Gronk block against Singletary. Yeah. Or, like, yeah, you know, yeah, that, yeah. That, that's, that that's be, the whole thing, right? When you're like, looking at those matches. You know like, yeah. He's not, he's not so throwing, fun, yeah. He's not throwing Singletary off the club, you know, no. as, as Brock would say. So that, that would be a nice, a nice battle to, to mm-hmm. see. You know, just like once again, DK, and, 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 and who's Hall Jones get to to Tom and mm-hmm. and his and his career for that night? Like, you know, it's like you know what I'm saying. So, you know, can William McGinnis stop which, and expect that the two yard line? You know, like that, that's what yeah. we want to see. He'd probably he'd probably hold him and then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's Sid Luckman's career long pass? I'm curious. He was actually known as the best long passer of his generation. I would just like that. I would just like that. It doesn't answer the question. It doesn't answer the question. Well, I mean, you know, he's a, he's, I don't, I, it's a difficult thing to look up as far as like the, the, uh, the, 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 the kind of stats that they were putting, but let me look here. Uh, 85 yards, 86 wow. yards. Okay. 86 okay. yards. Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. 
Um, uh, yes, I'm the asshole. Okay. No, no. I mean, it's okay. I just, I, I think, I, I do. <laughs> what? What I, is the girl sayers? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, the different areas, but I think that yeah. I, I think that the the difficult part with this is, you, you have to. We did have the rule of like the eras don't matter because they would matter up until the fucking 90s, right? Like they're, they're the kind of athletes that you have over the last 20 years, the guys that played before them aren't competing with them. Like it's just there's just no way, like especially from the pool that you're pulling from. But I wonder if those guys born in this era, you know what I mean? Like it's it, you, you, you end up getting into that, into the weeds with those conversations. And you're just sort of like, well, just just pick your best guys, I think. I did. I do see the humor in the Sid Luckman pick because the Bears have not never had a good quarterback. Uh, I was this close to making a Jay Cutler because I think he's the most talented Bears quarterback I ever saw. Obviously, he had some issues uh, with his brain. That's so sad. That's so sad. Well, is it though? Because I think Jay Cutler would be a top ten QB. He, he he was really good. He was good. Yeah, he was good. I, I like. I I think that the reason we remember Jay in the way that we do is twofold. One is he had sort of a fuck it attitude about a lot of things, and two, he quit in the NFC Championship game against Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. He fuck quit. Right. And like that was when he was dead to me. Like that was watch it. Like yeah. I was, I was sitting in fucking basements in Massachusetts, being like yelling at my friends like he's got a bigger fucking arm than tom brady i'll tell you that much like i was fucking screaming you know he, for he, jay he did he did yeah he did and yeah. i was yelling for jay cutler and quite frankly that oh that like after 2010 probably like oh yeah probably 13 to 15 bears squad was sick like we had a lot of really good fucking players you know and i really thought we were going to win a super bowl that year when we were when we were uh running running away with it in the, in the nfc all Cutler had to do was not pussy out against Aaron Rodgers and to have a B Aaron Rodgers as well. Uh, that, that, yep. that sort of, and, but I will say this, like Aaron Rodgers got one Super Bowl and he almost lost to our backup QB in the NFC championship game. It was yep. pretty close. I blacked out on uh, Mr. Boston's vodka that night and um, uh, broke up with my girlfriend. <laughs> Mr. And, Boston vodka. Yeah, broke up with my girlfriend at the time and punched a hole in the wall of my dorm room and uh, woke up uh, the following day and had to find out who won and who lost. I had a good idea who won and who lost the game because of my condition. I, apparently, oh. I was screaming Bears D at a, a set of commercials, but I have no memory of this whatsoever. Uh, but we were young men. We were in college when that when that NFC Championship game happened. And I will say, I think Jay Cutler was talented, but yeah, he he died to me that day. I was never going to forgive him for that. I wanted that whole team blown up once that happened, but he was pretty oh. talented. He really was pretty talented. He was good in Denver, but yeah, obviously the memes, <laughs> the memes don't help. The Smoke and Jay memes don't help. Yeah, the only, the only day like yeah, let's be happy. honest, he's kind of a fucking tool. Like that's the problem. Oh, for sure. The the only day he was happy was the day he signed that 120 million dollar extension. But we had we were in that position. We had to. Fuck no, no, I know, I get it. But I'm saying like, like ne you never see a smile on the sideline. Never. No. They they get to the press conference. You know, congrats. On the I mean, granted, I, I would have fucking smile too. And it was just, just like I don't know. Like, he just the thing is, is I think he had all the talent in the world. He just wasn't enough of a competitor. You know what I mean? Like yep. if you if you put him right next to Tom Brady. I think if they did a prime to prime combine and you didn't know who those guys were, every single person that watched them play would tell would say that Jay Cutler was a better QB. But that's a ludicrous fucking thing to say once you compare their careers, right? So, you know, the brain matters. The the like what you do, what you do above the neck fucking matters. That that was sort of the lesson of the Jay Cutler era. And we'll see, you know, we'll see what happens. Good now, life yeah, lesson, Bears have man. never it's had a good, good life game. lesson. And the Bears yeah, have never had a good Look at game. his his numbers now. Like he threw he he still threw for 35,000 yards. Had over yeah. 200 touchdowns. Like, I think he's more fucking talented than Troy Aikman. I'll tell you that much. 
Good. But, Those yeah, are better I mean, stats than Troy Aikman. Those yeah. are better stats than Troy yeah. Aikman. <laughs> that's the thing, man. I mean, Bro, it's I like, looking, it's, it's such a weird, weird thing. It's it's such a weird thing. It's like, I, I, I don't really want to defend Jay Cutler, but like, you have to win as a QB in the NFL. You got to win. Otherwise, you don't matter. At the end of the day, the way that we measure the metric of good quarterbacks means that Trent Dilfer is a better quarterback than Jay Cutler, even though he isn't, but he is. You know what I mean? So that's where it is. You know, that's those, them's the breaks. You know, sorry, dude. Uh, Dan Marino doesn't get talked about anymore. When, when we were kids, people used to still talk about Dan Marino. Like people used to say Montana, uh, fucking Johnny Unitas, fucking Dan Marino. Like these names would be the ones kind of circling around before we, we visited that era of, of Breeze Manning Brady, right? That was always, it was, Marino was always in the conversation. Now you never hear his fucking name mentioned anymore. You just don't. And is he as talented as Joe Montana and, and Tom Brady? Probably, but he didn't win. That's, you know, it's, right. it's a, it's a, it's a tough, it's a tough road. They're all millionaires. I don't feel bad for them. So for myself, uh, for the real BK, Bob Kelly and his all time Dallas Cowboys team, including, uh, <clears throat> yeah, uh, for, uh, for, for, <laughs> I'm just kidding. He'd be a, he would be a really good nickel corner. I'm just fucking with you. Uh, for uh, Hollywood, Rayshon Buchanan and Michael Marcangelo and their all-time Patriots team, they should have just said Tom Brady and stopped drafting, but here we are. For myself and the all-time Chicago Bears, even if my quarterback has some problematic views about uh, equality, uh, it has been missing the point. And we'll be back with, uh, with this series, I think, where we all, I think we should draw names out of a hat maybe and just pick random-ass teams and do this draft again because I had a lot of fun. Thanks for listening, everybody. Hey there, fabulous souls. I'm Stephanie Baklaan. And I'm Eden Alpert. And we're the hosts of the brand new podcast, Unapologetically Fab. Get ready to join us on an amazing and real journey as we dive into life after 40 and own it. We're all about changing the narrative, leaning into who you are, and living a life by your own design. Join us as we embrace life unapologetically and redefine success. This is Unapologetically Fab. An electric cast production. See you there. Electric acid. Electric acid. Welcome to Tuning Into Sound Wellbeing where we harmonise your mind, body and soul. I'm Amanda, your sound therapy expert. And I'm Stephen, the curious explorer uncovering the mysteries of sound. Together we explore vibrations, frequencies and the power of sound therapy and tuning forks. Discover ancient wisdom, reduce stress and tune into a healthier life. Subscribe to Tuning Into Sound Wellbeing today. Electric Acid.